Please support The Bar by like, subscribe, and sharing my casts. Follow my social media at Facebook, Instagram, Gab, Parlor, BitChute, YouTube, DLive, Twitch, CloutHub, and Rumble. Or join my subscribe star. Make a donation by clicking on the links on the description box. I am a listener-supported show, so any of the above is greatly appreciated. Help me grow and spread the truth since the mainstream media obviously does not want to support truth. All links are listed on the description box. God bless you and enjoy. Welcome to the Speak Uneasy, a safe space where cancel culture does not exist because we are in a different prohibition era. Good morning, and welcome to another episode, or should I say part two of episode 32 to the Speak Uneasy, with me, your host, the bartender. So this morning for the random read, it's going to come off of the book of Zechariah, chapter 6, verses 1 through 8, a vision of four chariots. And I turned and lifted up mine eyes, and looked, and behold, there came four chariots out from between two mountains, and the mountains were mountains of brass. In the first chariot were red horses, and in the second chariot black horses, and in the third chariot white horses, and in the fourth chariot grizzled and bay horses. Then I answered and said unto the angel that talked with me, What are these, my lord? And the angel answered and said unto me, These are the four spirits of the heavens, which go forth from standing before the Lord of all the earth. The black horses, which are therein, go forth into the north country, and the white go forth after them, and the grizzled go forth toward the south country. And the bay went forth, and sought to go, that they might walk to and fro, through the earth. And he said, Get you hence, walk to and fro through the earth. So they walked to and fro through the earth. Then cried he upon me, and spake unto me, saying, Behold, these that go toward the north country have quieted my spirit in the north country. So that random read again comes from the book of Zechariah, Chapter 6, verses 1 through 8, A Vision of Four Chariots. And now for uh, my interpretation of this. So it mentioned here that... It mentioned here that the black horses went through the north country and it, it, quieted, his, it quieted his spirit in the North Country, right? So 
my, I mean, this is very difficult for me because I'm still learning about, I'm a beginner when it comes to scripture. So what I'm taking from this is that I guess we can say that the mainstream media could be the black horses, right? And they're leading the bunch of sheep towards a place where they have no spirit. They'll, they'll end up having no spirit because, you know, uh, for example, with the whole vaccination thing that's going on right now, uh, potentially you can lose your, your soul because it alters the DNA, right? With these, uh, vax. So my take on this is you have to use discernment in what kind of information that you're getting out there. The mainstream media has been lying to us and it is our responsibility to know what the truth is and what a lie is. Because if we follow without any regard to to using our discernment, then we are going to pay heavy consequences for that. And that could mean our relationship with God. And for me personally, I don't want to ruin my relationship with God. As a matter of fact, I want to build my relationship stronger with God. So that is my interpretation of today's random read. And if, if, if it didn't sound that way to other people, then I'm, I apologize for that. But I'm trying to do the best I can with the limited knowledge I have in my brain. Like I said, in many casts before this, I've always been a horrible student. Um, I've only done a few classes in college and school is just not my thing. So I, I learn as I go. I learn through experience is what, what I'm saying. I learn more that way. So anyways... <coughs> Excuse me. Okay, so the Speak Uneasy is going to be open today in the morning. <coughs> but unfortunately, uh, I don't drink alcohol in the morning. So this morning I have a cup of coffee. And today's cup of coffee that I have in my mug is by Black Rifle. And uh, it is called Fit Fuel. Fit fuel. It's just a normal tasting coffee, um, and that's all I got for. The, <laughs> I guess you can say for the drink of the morning. And here's to black. As a matter of fact, um, support those guys, Black Rifle Coffee. Um, they're veterans, and I'm pretty sure that they put so much hard work into making uh, products for people out there. They've I think they've become a very successful company over the years. Um, I found out about these guys uh, from coworkers of mine years ago, and I'm glad that I found um, their their website to purchase coffee every month. So, or not every month, but I got I have like a every two month, three month subscription. So, thank you guys at uh, Black Rifle Coffee, and thank you also for your services. Because I know there's more of you guys out there. That's why I use um, the plural, the pl the plural word of service. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, cheers. And on with today's part two of 
uh, episode 32. So like I said, I've gotten these articles off of um, realrawnews.com. And I have with me day three article of this whole story. Um, uh, the articles have been have been written by Michael Baxter. This one in particular for day three was written in April 14th of this year. And the title reads Clinton Military Tribunal Day Number Three. On Tuesday, Vice Admin John G. Hannock, who is prosecuting the military's case against Hillary Clinton at Guantanamo Bay, brought up the decades-old death of Vince Foster. Oh, man. If you guys remember that story, that was a very, very weird one. A former colleague of Clinton's that at the Rose Law Firm in Little Rock, Arkansas, who came to D.C. as part of a cabal of Arkansas loyalists who joined the Clinton administration. Then-President Bill Clinton had appointed Foster Deputy White House Counsel, tasking him with vetting administration officials. But Foster had a string of failures. Clinton's first two picks for Attorney General had to withdraw because they had hired illegal immigrants, and Foster got mired in a scandal involving the firing of several of the Clinton's friends in the White House travel office. In July 20, 1993, Foster was found dead at Fort Marcy, Fort Mercy rather, Park in Virginia, with three gunshot wounds to the back of his head. An official investigation ruled his death a suicide. I mean, it's not funny that there was a loss of life, but Okay, let me finish this article. I always do this. Let me finish the article. Suggesting Foster took his life because he had disappointed Bill and Hillary. What she did to Seth Rich, she did to Vince Foster. There is no statute of limitations on murder, Vice Admin Hannick told the panel of three officers. From a manila envelope, Hannick emptied a piece of paper that had been shredded and reassembled with scotch tape. Wow, okay. This was Vince Foster's allegation resignation letter, alleged uh, resignation letter, which an official inquiry into his death called a suicide note. There's a problem, though. The handwriting is not Vince Foster's. It's a clever forgery. The military had four handwriting analysis experts compare it to known samples of Foster's penmanship. All four found subtle nuances proving Foster had not written it, Vice Admin Hannick said. Then he slid another sheet of paper from the envelope, saying he couldn't reveal its original source, but the forensic experts had authenticated the handwriting as belonging to Vince Foster. The letter, he said, was discovered shortly after Foster's murder and kept hidden in a bank safety deposit box until President Donald J. Trump mysteriously obtained it in August 2017. Part of the letter read, If anything happens to me, I hope this letter will be found. To be perfectly clear, I am not suicidal, and should I turn up missing or dead, look no further than Hillary and President Bill Clinton. They know I know. In June last year, 1992, Hillary, 
who is really in charge of what's going on, embezzled $23 million from the Department of Vet... Oh my gosh. The Department of Veteran Affairs and deposited it. Spread across their many undisclosed bank accounts, many offshore. I made the mistake of asking my friends for a thin slice of the cake. I ought to know... I ought to have known better. They are as greedy as they are evil. I'm not sure my promise is keeping silent will be good enough. I hope I'm wrong. Donald J. Trump, Vice Admin Hannock, told the tribunal, sat, sat on the letter because he wanted to give the military time to build an ironclad case against Clinton, even though Trump had hinted at Foster's murder during his presidency. Indeed, Trump had voiced an opinion. In 2017, Trump said Foster may have been murdered because he had intimate knowledge of what was going on and that Hillary Clinton may have played a role in Foster's death. Trump also noted that Vince knew everything that was going on and then all of a sudden he committed suicide. The circumstances surrounding Foster's death, Trump observed, were very fishy, and theories about foul play very possible. President Trump wanted to nab Clinton right away, but was wise enough to hold off until we completed our investigation. Guess what? We obtained the Department of Veteran Affairs records of that year, and much, I'm sorry, and after much scrutinizing found a $23 million discrepancy just as Foster claimed. We cannot prove where the, that money went. OMB records say it was repurposed for miscellaneous procurement expenses. Whatever that gibberish means, Vince Admin Hannick said. Vice Admin Hannick said, I'm sorry. He asked Clinton if she had anything to say, but as she has th throughout the tribunal, she smirked and refused to speak. Well, someone has something to say, Vice Admin Hannock said, casting a menacing glare in Clinton's direction. Bernard William Nussbaum, an American attorney best known for having served as White House counsel under President Clinton, joined the proceedings via video conference. Mr. Newbaum, will you tell this tribunal exactly what you told me when you were deposed? Vice Admin Hannock said, I'm an old man, an old man with too many secrets and too many regrets. On June 14, 1993, I overheard Hillary Clinton tell the White House Staff Secretary, John Podesta at the time, that something needed to be done about Vince Foster because he had become a grave threat to both her and Bill. A bit over a month later, of course, he was found dead, Newsbomb said. And your memory is clear on this? Vice Admin Hannock asked. Unfortunately, yes. It's been ingrained in my memory since I heard it, Newsbomb replied. Vice Admin Hannock presented this argument, his argument, to the tribunal that Clinton ordered Foster's death because he either was blackmailing her or was simply a loose end that needed tidying up. Clinton, he contended, was likely responsible for hundreds or th even thousands of deaths.
but it's not your job to convict her for all those which would take a lifetime to fully investigate. You need to decide guilt on one, just one of these charges, to guarantee this detainee life or what she has left of it in prison or capital punishment. Conspiracy to commit murder or treason will do, any will do, Vice Admin Hannock said. He added more would come and put the tribunal on hiatus until Wednesday afternoon. So that was day number three. Day number three. So like I said, that particular case with Vince Foster was fair. I mean, who who is able to commit suicide with three shots in the back of their head? Who's able to pull that off, right? One shot, yeah. Anything after that? I don't know. It doesn't sound like it's plausible to me. Like, there's no way that somebody could commit suicide with three shots to the back of the head. Very fishy. And also the, um, you know, the 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 tenacity on um, on um, HRC. I can I can I can just picture that in my mind how how she she was smirking and wow what I I I have no words to say to that I mean I can say all sorts of stuff but I don't think it'll ever compare to what she really is demon witch I don't know I don't know So, I'm going to continue on to uh, day number four. This one was written on April 15th of this year. Wednesday, Wednesday's proceeding at Guantanamo Bay began with Vice Admin John G. Hannick showing the three of officer panel a series of email exchanges between Hillary Clinton and her campaign manager, John Podesta, that occurred on September 28th, 2016 and October 10th, 2016 the evening after the first and second presidential debates, respectively. The emails he pointed out were not sent to receive from Clinton's infamous private email server, which had been long dismantled by then, but rather a public free email service called Yandex, an alternative to Gmail. Oh, I remember this website. Oh, yeah, I remember. Um, the yeah, this this website exposed a lot of um, chi- child human trafficking stuff. I remember the email content uh, content Vice Admin Hannock opened would illustrate how Clinton's arrogance and hubris hubris is the word I was looking for instead of tenacity bolstered by her co-conspirators imbued her with a misguided sense of invulner- invulnerability. How the military obtained these emails is less important than the content contained here. What's paramount is digital forensics conclusively proved that these unencrypted unencrypted messages originated from the detainee's laptop with an internet protocol address tied with her, her Chapaqua, New York home, Vice Admin Hannock said. The first email sent from Clinton to Podesta was timestamped September 28th, 2016, 
6.45 p.m. In it, Clinton expressed her anger at the number of people in the debate audience who seemed to favor Trump's vision for America over hers. I mean, obviously, yeah. <laughs> Vice Admin Hannock recited a, the brief message to the tribunal. He, referring to Trump, is a pompous fool, but his message resonates dangerously with his fucking mob of deplorables. The idiot speaks and they listen. No worries, but we've, we should have kept a closer watch. We must keep a closer watch now. Accidents happen. What the heck? Dude. Wow. The hubris on this chick, man. I don't even consider her a chick, to be honest. She's not human. 30 minutes later, Podesta replied to Clinton. Vice Admin Hannock said, reading from a printed copy of Podesta's response, they've happened before and can happen again. That's why people must be careful to avoid accidents. What the f... Man. Vice Admin Hannock admitted the message without further context, was nothing more than a mishmash of doublespeak, oh really, that could be interpreted as nebulously as a daily horoscope. <laughs> but when taken in context with the October 10th, 2016 email, swap, email swap, uh, Clinton and Podesta's veiled innuendos suddenly became overt threats against the pre a presidential candidate authorized by Clinton. This letter was sent to Podesta the evening after the second presidential debate. And I'll read still can't believe that fucker said I'd be in prison when he becomes president. Like he send me to prison or become president for that matter. And those idiots giving him a thousand uh, thunderous applause. His money doesn't make him invincible. I'm giving serious consideration to acid washing. I love when he uses phrases he doesn't understand. Him out of existence. He doesn't stand a chance of ever touching me. We can do it. Thoughts? Dude. Wow. Vice Admin Hannock looked at a handcuffed Clinton, asking if she cared to speak on her behavior. She turned her dark, smoldering eyes on him but said nothing, observing the same retence she has since the tribunal began. Your silence speaks volumes, detainee Clinton, and you do not intimidate this commission, Vice Admin Hannock said. Podesta sent her a reply an hour later. I don't know if you've been drinking tonight. Careful with words. He's not a nobody, and it would require tedious precautions to remove him from the stage. Might need a plumber. What the f Wow, dude. This is like uh this is like mom talk, dude. <laughs> oh gosh. I argue they tactically uh, they tactically conspired to murder Donald Trump, Vice Admin Hannock continued. Still reasonable officers like yourself probably recognize that verbal and written threats are commonplace in today's society, especially on social media. The Secret Service in four years investigated over 132,000 threats made against Donald Trump. Whoa, that's a lot, dude. 
And those people aren't here facing a tribunal. Clinton, as Trump's rival at the time, must be held to a higher standard than the average disgruntled Trump hater. In addition, she had a back and forth with Podesta. And that equals conspiring. It sure does. It does. That's what you call a conspiracy. Still, there's more. He asked the military police guarding the chamber doors if the military's witness was ready to testify. The MPs left the room a moment and returned with none other than John Podesta. Oh boy, you're next, pal. Shackled at the wrist and donning a white prison jumpsuit. As reported previously, U.S. Special Forces operating on Trump's authority had arrested Podesta and his wife, Mary, on Easter Sunday. Oh, yes! The MPs seated Podesta directly opposite Clinton. Clinton opened her eyes to narrow slits, like knife cuts, peering intently at her former friend and campaign manager. Dude, like I said, these people have no backbone, man. They, they, they'll flip on each other in a, in a... You give them a chance and they will flip. Vice Admin Hannick continued, Detainee Clinton, this man faces his own tribunal soon, but unlike you, he is willing to talk. I want yes or no answers, detainee Podesta. So please do not expound on answers unless I tell you to. The emails aside, did Hillary Clinton explicitly tell you in the face in face and in person that she intended to have Donald Trump assassinated? Yes, Podesta said, his voice a tremulous whisper. <laughs> oh, man. Ooh. Please tell this tribunal and how you may qualify your answer exactly what Clinton said, Vice Admin Hannick said. Asked, rather. Sorry. Hillary and I got together at Chappaqua. It was three days after debate number two, and she asked me to hire someone to kill Trump. In the end, we never did it. Too risky. But for days, she kept nagging me incessantly to take care of it. She was ready to pay $5 million, Podesta said. Wow. I, I don't know. and I, I think $5 million is still uh, not that much. If you're going for a, a president, I mean, not that I know, but I don't think people will put themselves out there for that little amount of money for such a big job. That's just just me thinking. Not that I ever do. I'd ever do anything like that. She has many ex-agency CIA friends. Oh, she sure does. She sure does. And a lot of these dudes, you got to be careful because they walk in patriotic lines, people. You got to be careful. I had a list of four or five, Podesta said. I paid one 2.5, wired to an offshore account, and would have paid the remainder on completion of the contract. On Hillary Clinton's instruction, Vice Admin Hannock asked, yes. Hannock asked the, asked the name of the would-be assassin and Podesta said he was promised he wouldn't have to disclose the names of contract killers with whom he and Clinton had associated. Was it, Clinton, was it Hillary Clinton's idea to call it off? Vice Admin Hannock asked. No, it was mine. In fact, I thought it was, too ris it was so risky, I went behind her back to abort it. The guy kept the 2.5... Per the arrangement, Podesta replied. 
And you're not fabricating testimony because you've been guaranteed a sentence less than capital punishment in exchange for your cooperation, Vice Admin Hannick said. What I've said today is the truth. Hillary Clinton is a murderous, narcissistic, vicious woman, to say the least, Podesta said, and was escorted from the tribunal chamber. In closing, Vice Admin Hannick told the tribunal he would present his final evidence on Thursday afternoon and argued the officers judging the military's case against Clinton to carefully and meticulously weigh each piece of evidence. The commission, he said, would resume Thursday at noon Eastern time. According to RRN's source, Podesta's tribunal is slated to begin on Tuesday, May 4th. Man, man, this, I mean, look, I've said it on, uh, part one of this episode that I don't know to the extent of if, if this holds any kind of water. Okay. But I've seen articles out there of the green berets protecting, um, president Trump right now. I know some people that I work with who have been deployed to Guantanamo Bay. Okay. Uh, I don't have, look, don't look at me as a source of, of, of a hundred percent info. I'm just trying to, to, to put patch, um, um, dots together. Okay. So, (laughs) oh man, this, this sounds pretty good. It sounds pretty good. I hope this is true. I hope justice is finally happening. But man, I'm pretty sure there's all there was a lot more. I'm pretty sure there was a lot more to what these articles have if this holds water. And I wonder who. I wonder what else. What else is out there that we don't know? I wonder. So, I'm gonna take a break for now. And um, give you guys day number five, which it says here is conviction. Okay. Um, this is exciting stuff. It's exciting. And I had to do a part, you know, I had to do a two-parter to this because there's no way your attention span is going to um, be able to take in all this info. And like I said, I, I have not read these articles prior to me doing these episodes uh, because I want you guys to to get the uh, the the real reaction that, uh, that I express, uh, as I'm reading, but things are moving along and, um, you need to, you need to observe what's going on too. So, uh, (laughs) this is great. This is great. Um, and I will, uh, I will continue after the break. So I'll see you guys in a bit. And welcome back, people. So for the final, for the final day, day number, wow, it only took five days for this. Um, This one was published on the 16th of this uh, month. And the article reads, Clinton Military Tribunal, Day 5, Conviction. All in caps, Conviction, with the exclamation mark. So it's more than just shouting, it's like yelling. So they say 
A military tribunal on Thursday convicted former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton on charges of murder, conspiracy to commit murder, accessory to murder, child trafficking, endangering a minor, treason, and sedition. Damn. Damn. Bam. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know how you get away. Uh, okay. With these charges, this is death penalty. I mean, there's no other. This is death penalty stuff. That's just, I, I, I'm assuming. Okay. I'm not an expert in this, but sounds to me that this is means for death penalty. But let me, let me read on. I'm excited. The two male, one female panel of officers cast an, a unanimous verdict shortly after Vice Admin John G. Hannock, who prosecuted the military's case against Clinton, showcased his final witness for the prosecution, Clinton's former strategist and lover, Huma Abedin. Man, that, that's another evil one right there. Wasn't that uh, Weenie's uh, wife? Weiner? Weiner's wife? That's oh man. These people are are they're they're sick. I mean, those uh, seventeen posts always say that uh, these people are sick, and they sure are. In exchange for leniency and a plea deal, Aberdeen testified she and Clinton had shared underage children with her estranged ex-husband Anthony Anthony Weiner. Okay, uh, I got to pause for a minute here because um, I did not. Okay, so there was a video out there of of um, in the dark web, and this is stuff that I've I've heard. It's called Frazzle Drip, right? Um, I'm not gonna go into details with that, but if if I mention the word Frazzle Drip, many of you people who have been in the know for a, for a, for a while know what that is and i have to stop here just for just for a, a moment i have to stop for a moment because frazzle drip was the moment my relationship with god began because i could not fathom i could not i couldn't grasp i couldn't grasp the evilness of why they're doing this to children right um like logically it didn't make sense to me it did not so the only thing that made sense to me was a spiritual battle that's the only thing that made sense to me because i tried to i tried to figure was it, i mean is it for their pleasure i mean yeah it's for their pleasure and it's it's for money and all this stuff but but honestly on a on a human level like who would do these kind of things to maliciously um um you know, do these evil doings to do these evil things to children. And I said to myself, I've been looking, I've been searching for the wrong truth so long. And I started walking the path with God. And I'm glad that I finally have this relationship with the Lord because there is no logical reason to grasp this evilness, but evil itself from the devil. When I when I first heard of this 
um, Frazzle Drip. Um, I didn't watch. Uh, I did not watch the video, but I heard audio of a, a girl screaming, and that was hard for me to grasp. That was very difficult. I have a daughter. I have kids. So to hear a child screaming terror and had no chance of making it out alive, it broke me. It broke me. So I just thought I'd share that with you at this moment because Huma Abedin was part of that whole thing with her and um, HRC. But um, I'll continue on with this article. Press to clarify her definition of the word shared. Abedin qualified her answer by saying they had practiced lewd and lascivious behavior on underprivileged minor children had imported into the United States. American children? Vice Admin Hannock asked. Yes, but not primarily. They're too easy to track. More often than not, from poor countries, Abedin replied. Would you tell this tribunal how you appropriated these children? Vice Admin Hannock asked. Hillary used her government credentials. She had carte blanche as a Secretary of State, former Secretary of State and former First Lady. It was easy for her to bring orphan children in from places like, say, Syria, Afghanistan, or Iraq. No one asked questions. No one to look for them. Abedin replied, callously I'm sorry I have to take a minute because I don't I, I this has to tell you that this is spiritual people <clears throat> this has to tell you I mean, there is no, there's no logical reason here, but spirituality itself. I'll continue. Asked to quantify their exploits, Abedin said she sh she couldn't count the number of underage boys and girls Clinton had brought to the United States, under the pretense of providing them with a fruitful life. But she told the. She told the tribunal there had been many. Most of them were later sold or donated to influential members of the Clinton cabal. Oh, my goodness, man. The more I read this, the more it breaks my heart. The more it breaks my heart, man. Oh. Who are the people, Vice Admin Hannock asked. We never knew exactly. 
It's not like Hillary peddled her, them herself. She had someone handle that. And I don't know the person's name, Abedin replied. And yet she still refuses to speak, Vice Admin Hannock observed. He asked the tribunal whether they had heard enough that the military had presented overwhelming evidence of Clinton's atrocities against the United States and humankind. Unlike a conventional criminal trial, he reminded the commission a unanimous verdict was not needed to convict Clinton on any of the charges. A majority vote, he said, would would satisfy justice. Dude, uh, honestly, if you don't get a unanimous decision on this, then the person who votes against is just, there's something wrong with them. Because if you got hard evidence on this case, man, how could, how could you vote against? The tribunal arrived at a guilty verdict after deliberating only five minutes. Only five minutes. Can you? Wow. They found guilt, Clinton guilty on all charges the military had laid out. The murders of Seth Rich, Vince Foster, and Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia, trafficking and abusing minors from Haiti and other third world nations, conspiring to assassinate a presidential candidate. As she had throughout the tribunal, Clinton strayed eerily silent as the verdict was read and the officers recommended she receive the death penalty for her crimes. I told you guys from the get-go. Vice Admin Hannock asked Clinton if she had preference in how the military carried her out her sentence, but she still refused to speak. You refuse counsel. You refuse to defend yourself. This tribunal... This tribunal therefore decides that the defendant detainee Hillary Rodham Clinton be hanged by the neck until dead. Vice Admin Hannock said flatly, The sentence will be carried out on April 26th after taps. 26th! That's around the corner, dude! Huma Abedin will face her own military tribunal at a date yet to be decided. RRN has learned! Yes, man, I hope this, I really hope this holds water. I hope this holds water. Please, Lord, please. Justice needs to be served for all the lives that have been taken from this evil person. Far worse than Hitler. Far worse than Hitler. I, oh. I hope you guys are as excited as I am. Six more days, dude, if this is true. Look, I, I know I'm excited. I know this is all, this is this is like justice is finally happening. And, and um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, of course I'm excited about all this. And I hope, I, I hope this holds water. I hope it does. Because honestly, after this, after the election happened, we've been getting so much hopium that nothing has been happening. I mean, in plain view, right? In plain view, nothing has been happening unless it's been hidden in plain sight. But you also have to watch the moves that are being made here. We haven't seen HRC in so long. We haven't seen her in so long. Oh, people. 
people, 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 man, I hope, I hope this holds water because it would be a great justice for this country. But that's like I said, like I said in the, like I said yesterday, she, she is only the tip of the problem. All these people are planted all over the world. There are a lot more bigger fish out there. Rothschilds, right? The royal family. Not to mention the Jesuits. The Vatican. You know, a lot of people have been focusing on the Pope. But you got to understand that there is a higher being besides the Pope. And the Pope is only the white Pope. There, Believe it or not, because I've done a paper on the Jesuits, there is a black Pope and a gray Pope that the, that the actual Pope answers to. So do your research on that. Do your research. You be stunned. You know, Pope Francis is only the face of Vatican. There are people behind him who pull his strings. Look those up. Look them up. But what what a way to end this episode. Oh man, please, I hope this is I hope this holds water. And I know you guys are hoping that this holds water as well because it's exciting news. But like I said, this is only the beginning. It's only the beginning. She's high level, yes. I don't think she's I don't think she's like at the way top of the pyramid, but she's high up there. There's people higher than her. So this is the beginning of uh, hopefully the beginning of the end, hopefully. For them, not for not for us patriots, but for them. So Oh, man. Let me take a sip of this Black Rifle coffee. So as I end every cast, but before I say that, that phrase, I want everyone to please establish that relationship with God. And as I shared with you during the Day 5 Conviction re, um, article, the reason why I came to the Lord was because of this frazzle drip thing. That's what led me to God. I've been, I've been knowing what what has been going on since 2006, but uh, you know, I've been searching for truth. But in 2017, that was a game changer for me. That was a game changer. Because I, I finally established my relationship with God. The more you, you know, you got to give your life to God. Except, you know, Jesus as the Savior. Don't have any, don't have any fear. Because when you're, when your faith in God is very strong, God is going to be there. And even if death comes... Are we really dead? No. Our spirit will live on and our spirit is going to be on the side of God. To me, this world is just school. That's the way I look at it. It's school. We learn. 
We learn to become better, better uh, beings. So that's all I got for today. Is that enough? I don't know. It's just the tip of the iceberg, I guess. But uh, it was an exciting article to find. And I thank the guys at realrawnews.com. I thank Mr. Michael Baxter for that splendid, splendid article. And hopefully, I am hoping that it holds water. I am hoping that it holds water. Because there's, there's, like I said, there's been so much hopium. So, I'll come back again next Monday. We'll see what kind of article I find. And um, I'll be having my website out soon. I'll be selling merchandise soon. And please, if you can, support the show in any means necessary. Um, Share, like, subscribe, or like, share, subscribe in that order, I guess. Uh, Any of my content that's on BitChute, YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you find it, please. And also, um, if you can, please donate. Because, like I said, I'd like to do this full time. I'd love to give more into this. uh, And it, it would greatly be appreciated if you would help me push through this and do this full time. Because, look... Um, this was assigned to me, like I said, and you know, you may take it as mumbo jumbo stuff, but my faith in God is very strong. And sometimes I hear his voice as I am talking. I do. And I feel the presence. I do. If any of you have ever had that experience with, with feeling the Holy spirit, you know what I'm talking about because it's indescribable. It's very emotional. Like you can't keep your, you can't keep your, you can't keep yourself. It's a very powerful and emotional experience when the Holy Spirit is in your presence. But it's a very positive one. But if, yeah, if if you guys can, you know, support me in any way, in any means necessary, please. I'm asking. And um, I'm not here to try to be famous. I'm not here to try to get rich. I know this is not the path of being rich. But this is a path that God has has um, assigned me to do, and I'd be a fool to say no to God. Anybody who says no to God would be a fool. That's just my opinion. So, with that being said, the bar is now closed. It's more than a passing notion I've never fallen with such devotion I can't help but wonder If it's only a dream Am I naive or can 
believe that things are really as they seem. Can anyone explain it? How to understand what's true? I know I just can't take it Whenever I'm with you I can't help but wonder If you want Cause lately I can't help but wonder How wonderful this might be I can't help but why 